Welcome to the 49th episode of the Baseball HQ Eyes Have It podcast. I am your host, Chris Blessing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brent Hershey. We've had a great start to the season thus far with two great episodes. If you're checking us out for the first time, check out our archives at your favorite podcaster. Uh, Brent, the Major League season starts this week. How are you and what storyline has been the most intriguing for you leading up to the season? Uh, I'm doing well, Chris. I'm excited. Uh, yes, we're recording here on Monday night, and on Thursday we'll have real games to watch. Um, very excited uh, about that. That's always a, a fun day um, for all of us uh, here. I think one of the really interesting storylines so far has um, has been uh, both uh, Anthony Volpe and... Um, and Jordan Walker making their teams, uh, you know, top 10 HQ 100 prospects um, having great uh, springs. And, um, you know, they start out and you get to mid-March or so and the hype's getting uh, bigger. But I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still, still sort of a skeptic. And it's like, are they really going to, you know, be able to uh, sustain this the whole spring training and make their and, and is the team, you know, are they in a position to kind of start them? And uh turns out they are uh in both cases. So it's been uh it's been fun, um, especially getting to see Volpe some last year and uh Walker some um at the futures game and out in the fall league. Um so we'll talk more in depth about them in a bit, but that's kind of the I think one of the most intriguing storylines uh in our uh you know, in the in the spring so far. What about for you? Yeah, first off, I I totally agree with you on those those two big names. Uh, the the chatter for Walker kind of picked up last week uh, that he was going to make the team, and then over the weekend, it really kind of sounded like Volpe had had a spot there, and it was good to see that uh, that was announced. I think yesterday, um, which mm-hmm. was still the weekend, but I consider the weekend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Friday I started. Some of my channels started humming a bit. Um, uh-huh. I was at a minor league, or I was at a high school game, and I had a scout uh, there ask me, "So, what's this uh, about Volpe uh, getting called up?" Uh, I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, uh-huh. it's, I was talking to somebody. It sounds like he's he's going to get called up." So, um, uh, I think what has intrigued me this time, and this is a weird intrigue. Uh, we got a prospect that's an opening day starter. Um, Kyle Muller of the athletics is an opening day starter. Uh, (laughs) And it tells you probably more about the Oakland athletics than anything about Kyle Muller. Uh, No offense to the, to the big lefty, uh, but being the opening day starter, I forget what even the matchup was. Uh, it's some ridiculous matchup. It's like Mueller versus, let me think, let me think, let me think. It, I'm actually loading it right now as I'm saying, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, okay. But yeah, Mueller versus Otani on opening day. <laughs> if you would have told me that that was going to happen, I guess what's shocking to me is that the A's are going to be this bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is one of the worst rosters in the last. 10 years, I would say. I mean, I would say it's on par with some of the Orioles rosters that they put together at the beginning of their rebuild a couple years ago, uh, Mm -hmm. or like three years ago. And I would also say that it's on par with what the Astros have done. Um, The difference between those organizations and the athletics is that I believe that each team had a plan in place to get back to contention. We saw that a little bit with the Orioles, and you know the Astros have been in contention for several years, whether they cheat or not. No, that's that's uh, for a different day and a different podcast. But um, the Athletics don't seem to have a plan. They've sold off all of these guys, and I guess right. you could brag that like you got a opening day starter from the Braves, but. 
Um, <laughs> even with the injuries, it, it wouldn't have been guaranteed that Mueller would have been in their rotation this year. Um, I think yeah. Dodd had a great spring training for them. Schuster has had a good spring training for them as well. And, uh, you know, Mueller has been kind of pedestrian in his action, uh, granted, in the Cactus League, which isn't the the greatest uh, place to pitch. Um, but still, like, it, it was it was a rough season. Um, I was looking up those guys last night, and it – oh, my. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. It, it was just yeah, bad. It's a, it's, a, it's a slim roster for sure. It's a, it's a slim pickings out there in Oakland right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, today is, uh, on the podcast here is our annual thrive or dive episode. Um, and just to reset, this was a successful column that Chris, that you wrote for the website for several, uh, two or three years, um, oftentimes or, or yes, each time, uh, right on opening day or right around opening day. And then last year, uh, we brought it to the podcast, uh, episode 22, um, Chris, why don't you, for those that aren't familiar or just uh, need a refresh, uh, what what are we doing here with uh, Thrive or Dive? Sure. it's uh, In its simplest form, Thrive or Dive is taking the projections of specific rookies at Baseball HQ, and, and it's going to be the more known guys and seeing if they, they jive uh, with our eyes, essentially. So like most fantasy websites, there's a high degree of numbers-driven analysis going on. And, um, uh, however, at Baseball HQ, you've got folks like me and, and Brent to a little bit of extent. I think you're a little more analytical uh, than I am um, with this stuff, uh, who rely heavily on the eye test as a focal point to their analysis of a player. Uh, when we combine these approaches together, it it plays to our website's strength. Um, would you like to elaborate on anything further on that, Brent? Just that what will be doing is taking the um, our baseball HQ projection model, um, which is, yes, is, is numbers and skills um, driven and kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the projection, those are one of the toughest projections for the model to take care of. Uh, we use uh, major league equivalencies for part of that. Um, but, you know, you'll ask any, any projection system and kind of, those rookies with uh, very little or no major league experiences are, are tough projections to put together. Um, so this is just a, a way of trying to enhance uh, what our baseball HQ projection model has come up with. And uh, you and I are just going to, um, you know, we're not poo-pooing the projections. We're just going to point out where we, um, where we think uh, they are close to what could happen and where they might be a little off. Um, yes, like you said, sort of based on based on what we uh, can gather or have seen, kind of through uh, a scouting lens. And this year, also, like I've I've actually participated a little bit in the internal discussions on these projections. Uh, I I uh, for instance, uh, uh, Yanar Diaz of the Astros, uh, uh, his projection came up, playing time came up, and I was able to contribute. There are some of the opinions that I've heard from scouts uh, and from the organization who feel like uh, he might not like coming into spring training or in going into the off season. They didn't really think Diaz was ready to to be in command of a pitching staff because of the language barrier uh, that he had. That he he was from all reports worked hard on and stuff um, during the off season. But like you know, even something simple as that could could mess with playing time and in, in projections uh and it's been nice to to read within our internal channels uh how uh ray and the other contributors to you know like the playing time contributors and stuff how they get at uh the exact projections and kind of seeing the guys that we're talking about today once they were announced to major league ro- rosters like walker and volpe and seeing how their projections change based on just that news. Um, yeah. So kind of go over how this is going to work. One of us will rattle off the BHQ projection models output for a given rookie. We'll discuss what we are what we see happening with the player as he adjusts to the big leagues, um, which is the hardest thing to really you know, kind of manage in this, is how a guy actually adjusts uh, to facing the best competition ever. 
um, and then make a determination of whether we believe the player will thrive this year. And that could be just meeting the projection or exceeding the projection. Or do we believe that it's going to be tough slaying and that we're going to say that it's going to be a dive? I'll start out by listing out the first player we'll be talking through. We've got 12 hitters and four pitchers to get through. Um, and the first one, throwing a softball to um, to Mr. Hershey here, Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles, uh, 257. This is his slash line projection. 257, 343, 471 with 24 home runs, 69 RBIs, 77 runs. 15 stolen bases, and we're projecting 511 at-bats. So we're projecting that he's going to be the everyday guy all season long. Brett, how do you feel about this projection? Uh, I think it's it's pretty close uh, right on. I, I think that um, there's a decent – you know, Henderson's shown a decent amount of, of swing and miss, even though it's been – you know, even though the output's been really good in the minors, so I think – Kind of that 257 um, is about right uh, because he's, you know, because he does, um, you know, barrel the ball quite a bit. And I think it's right. Um, you know, one of the things I'm going to always look at is kind of the at-bats uh, and innings pitch, like the volume that we got. And I think, like you said, uh, I think it's it's fair to say what he showed us uh, last year, that he'll be up all year and get those you know, get around that 511 at bats. I think the one part where I might, um, where I might differ just a little bit is I wonder if that 24 home runs uh, here this first season for him is a little high. Um, hit 23 last year uh, across all the levels. Um, you know, I, I think maybe I wouldn't be surprised if that's more in the kind of 19 to 21 uh, range. But I think the other counting stats are are about right. So I guess that's a I guess that's a thrive uh, for me. All right, I'm I, I'm on thrive as well, Brent. Um, I believe that uh, all those things that you said are true. I could see the average maybe ticking a little bit down from where it's at. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, looking at uh, and I said I'm not the analytical diet guy, but I do have uh, some uh, of the uh, yeah. you don't, don't the tell major, yourself short. Some of the major league uh, or minor league um, um, stat cast data um, on hand. And his 90th percentile exit velocity is over 107 miles per hour in, in the minor leagues. Of course, it was a little lower than that uh, in the major leagues last year. Uh, but what really amazes me is um, he's a patient hitter without being an extremely patient hitter. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, he's going to swing the ball less than 45% of the time, closer to 40% of the time. Um, and, and you know, in this day of age, looking at minor league stats, like 45% is good. So that that's, you know, close to plus, but he's also not like super patient. Um, yeah. So really and truly, he's going to have the ability to get on base at, at probably close to that sort of clip. And he's definitely going to hit the ball hard enough for 24 home runs. It's just a matter of whether he gets those angles uh, to the outfield to get to that 24 home runs. Uh, The other stuff looks pretty great. I mean, he might get a tick or two more in the stolen base uh, category. But, I mean, I think think the boys did good on this. The computer models did good on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, the other one of the big two this year, Corbin Carroll. Uh, we have him projected at the moment at 253, 337 on base, 461 slug, uh, with 18 homers, 54 ribbies, 70 run scores, 23 stolen bases, and 482 at-bats. Uh, what's your idea on uh, how that projection line looks for Mr. Carroll this year? Ooh, um, based on what I've seen in spring training, I think it's a little light on the, on the average and on-base percentage. Um, I think the slugging is about where it's going to be. Uh, again, I think that he's a guy that probably lives in that 480, 490 range as a uh, pretty consistently into uh, as he gets to the prime. But right now, mm-hmm. 460 makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's been the guy that has been talked out talked about more than anybody else when I have reached out yep. to contacts. Um, even our friends at Baseball America, they do that uh, 25 players that scouts are talking about and 
uh, there's a nice little in there um, on their subscription side. I won't name exactly what they said, but there's a very, very enlightening scout take on Corbin Carroll on the positive side. Um, and that's what I've heard too. Uh, guy works in a bat like he's a, a four or five, six year veteran in the big leagues. Uh, uh, there's explosion because of the short limbs. Uh, he, he covers the plate really well. Looking at his data last year, um, it, it didn't quite show in the major leagues, the hard hit data, but in the minor leagues, he was a guy that was consistently over 106 uh, miles per hour on his 90th exit velocity. Uh, he was right around 90 miles per hour for his average uh, exit velocity. And um, this is a kid that just doesn't chase the ball. Um, he doesn't chase after it. And, um, you know, there's a limited amount of swings. I think his swing rate was less than Gunnar Henderson. Um, but his understanding of the strike zone is is tremendous. Um, I also think and I also wonder if the shoulder injury that he suffered that um, canned his 2021 season early on uh, might have contributed to some of those uh, strikeout numbers in the minor leagues being a little bit inflated. So mm-hmm. even then, like, I think this is a very hard profile when you're just looking at MLEs and that sort of thing um, when you're considering uh, a guy that had come off a, a truly uh, major shoulder surgery and, you know, yeah. put up good numbers, but still, like, it, it's there. But like I don't, I mean, twenty-five stolen bases was what I was thinking. We've got twenty-three here, fifteen to, to twenty home runs. They're right in the middle of it. Um, uh, the runs scored, I think, are even right there too. Because the my God, the Diamondbacks lineup isn't that great either. Um, yeah. Nothing's worse than the A's, but like the Diamondbacks, there's a reason why they had the first overall pick last year and why they're going to be drafting high again. I mean, it's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much uh, echo what you what you have to say. I mean, certainly um, it's gone. Uh, his spring training has gone as pretty much as best you could imagine as far as uh, seeing all aspects of his game, the hard hit data, the the speed, um, you know, the, the highlights of the triples and all that kind of thing. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement that uh, I think that this is a pretty, pretty fair projection along there. And the fact that, yeah, the work you see and hear about that he does, um, I think that's that those stats are only going to get uh, go up from there, you know, in subsequent years, gains experience, uh, makes his own adjustments and that kind of so, thing. But, so it's a thrive for both of us then. Yes, it is. That's good. Two thrives in a row. Uh, and this is this is a great segue then to probably the second most talked about prospect when I'm talking to contacts, and mm-hmm. that is St. Louis Cardinals newly turned outfielder Jordan Walker. Here is his slash uh, projected: two forty four, two ninety, three ninety six, with thirteen home runs, thirty eight RBIs, fifty three runs, eleven stolen bases, and only three hundred fifteen at bats. Um, I don't know if that projection might change. Um, even though he made the major league roster, I, I, I mean, I think that I think that three fifteen might be a little bit short. What do, What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed actually. Uh, and these are, you know, these are this exercise that we're doing. Um, we ask, you know, we always ask all of our writers, like uh, as you alluded to, kind of in internal discussions to throughout. March and stuff is like, you know, take a good look at all of these players, whether they're rookies or veterans, and make sure that that the uh, you know as as things develop throughout spring training that those projections, especially from a volume level, make sense. And yeah, it seems like to me that this uh, this uh, at bat number certainly uh, with the news over the weekend that he's made the club, um, you know, should rise. So I think that that's in that way it's kind of oh, an easy thrive. I messed up. It was on me, I think. Um, no, yeah, um, it should have been four fifteen. So everybody ignore the three fifteen part. It's four fifteen at bats. Um, okay, I think that's more more like it. Um, I think it could. Be, it's probably more that he's starting out in the major leagues. Um, but yeah. yeah, sorry, Brent. But, 
No, that, well, that that makes sense. That's good. I I uh, could have double checked that too. Um, <clears throat> I still think that some of the counting stats might be, you know, might be a little light, even if it's four fifteen. I mean, I think I think he could, um, I, and that's that's probably that's probably safe there. That four fifteen uh, or reasonable at this point, given um, kind of the full outfield and kind of lineup that St. Louis has there. Um, but, uh, I think, I mean, I think it's a, so I think he can, can, uh, exceed some of the, some of the counting stats there, the 244, 290, 396, uh, I think the batting average and, and on base is, is probably, uh, close to that. Um, and, um, and this, and the slugging's probably, you know, probably, I would think in that 400 range um, as well. Um, I do think that kind of 13 RBIs or 13 home runs, 38 RBI uh, where he's being drafted, especially in a lot of the redraft leagues at the moment uh, is going to be, uh, it's going to be disappointing for those. Uh, although chipping in 11 stolen bases helps um, all that to say uh, in a long winded way is I think, uh, I think he's going to, uh, do a little bit better probably than what our projection yeah. is. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Um, it's going to be a heavily, uh, the on-base percentage is going to be driven by the batting average. Uh, I, I, in our first podcast this year, and then in our uh, virtual thing, I did kind of, well, second podcast of the year, I'm sorry, not first. Um, I did speak about how um, he's been swinging it virtually any everything right now um yeah so there's there's that that chance and that could also grab a low average as well but even with that low average i do think that the home run uh, numbers and the rbi numbers in that lineup seem just a little bit low so i think uh i think we're both in agreement here thrive all right yeah sounds good uh next is uh josh young we have him uh, projected at 240 batting average, 277 on base, 420 slug with 20 homers, 77 ribbies, 57 runs, six stolen bases, and 518 at bats. Uh, what say you about Josh Young? So I, he's one of the guys this spring that needed to answer questions um, for me. Uh, that was close to the major leagues and was was slotted to be the everyday third baseman for the Rangers of uh, the questions was, can, was his explosion back from his soul, shoulder um, injury, uh, his surgery last year uh, in his small sample in the major leagues, it looked like his explosion was gone. Uh, the three or four games that I've checked out of uh, this spring, and I made sure to check out games throughout spring training, uh, look like he's back uh and when i say back it's back to end of 2021 um levels of uh production uh this is a kid that uh, it's a it's always been a hit over power tool so yeah i'm a little uh bullish on the bang average here but i i also think that 20 home runs is a reasonable amount uh i'm probably a little less than that so um like 518 at bats. Obviously, he's the everyday third baseman for them. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, I'm going to say thrive. Uh, but I'm not as confident in my thrive as I was on the first three guys. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's thrive for me too. I um, I think the you know I think the explosions you're talking about. Too really, you know, you might think of that just with power, but I think that that really could affect uh, his hard hits in general, and just the, you know, given some of his uh, decent contact rates back in uh, 2021 uh, before the injury, um, you know, I, I think that there's uh, there's a chance that that batting average could get up 255, 260, something like that, um, you know, and and there were um, you know, there were in those years too, uh, he had a decent walk rate. So, you know, yeah. even the 277 uh, on base might be uh, a little low. Um, 
I, th- I think the uh, I think the power numbers are about right, and it sure seems like yeah. I mean, barring injury, he's going to be the the you know they're going to just stick him and let him play at third base. So the 518 at bats is good. So I think the uh, so I think the slash line, especially the BA and the on base, might um, have a potential to kind of be better than that. Um, yeah, so I guess that means that means I'm saying thrive uh, also. Yeah, that's four thrives in a row. I will say this: uh, if there, my player comp on Josh Young um, is a poor man's David Wright. I think David Wright had a lot of other um, attributes uh-huh. uh, when he was healthy. I think he was a stronger player. I think he was a, even more selective at the plate. But the approach is very similar. Uh, Wright used to beat the right center field, the opposite field gap. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you had to defend that, but you also had to defend the pull home run. Um, yeah. And if you watch, the, if you go and watch a slew of David Wright highlights, you will see those are the two things that that made him the player he was until the injuries really took took foot. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't have him as David Wright, obviously, um, yeah. but I think that he's he's a guy, and you know, David Wright produced right away with that sort of approach. Um, so like this is this is definitely a thrive for me. I think I might have talked myself into a more confident thrive this time, Brent. Um, <laughs> all right. Miguel Vargas, who is now the second baseman of the Dodgers. Uh we we kind of uh oh, they no, played first good. base for him. He has played third base in the minors. Uh he's now their second baseman. Uh very unique way in spring training. He uh um, you know, had a finger injury and went up to the plate and just watched uh, the baseball. Uh, so, like, mm-hmm. the, the spring training stats weren't the greatest overall, but over the last 10 days, he looked he looked like a starting caliber player. Uh, our projection here, 247 slash, or wait, average, 305 on base percentage, 366 slugging, with 10 home runs, 62 RBIs, 69 runs, 10 stolen bases and 503 at bats Vargas thrive or dive uh this is a tough one for me I I mean because I think he's seems to be sort of under the radar after really or or just not as quite uh high profile um as some of the other guys here but um you know his minor track record is is really pretty intriguing um I I do. It, it seems to me that that I think you know that I think well a couple things. I wonder about the 503 at bats uh, because of all the all the choices that uh, that Los Angeles has. Um, although obviously with Lux going down, um, that is positive for Vargas finding more at bats. I think the you know, the versatility there, even though they've kind of named him as their second baseman is good. I mean, he can play, uh, he's not a shortstop, but can play the other corner infield spots. Um, but I wonder about the, you know, the 62 RBI, the 69 runs scored kind of those counting stats. If that, if that isn't a little, um, a little lofty, uh, for where he's at, uh, the 10 and 10, on the other hand, maybe those are even a little light. Um, the stolen bases are, you know, are, are tough to are tough to know. I mean, he did steal 17 in two stops last year, um, had 11 in two stops the year before. Um, so it's 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 not a huge speed profile, but I think he's going to help some. Um, I do. I I, I think the I think the slash line um, makes sense. So I don't know where that leaves us. That leaves us a, uh, that might, you know, I think there's a couple of things that I think will dive, like the counting stats and a couple of things that I think we might be under projecting, like the homers and ribbies. I am going to say that that sounds like a thrive or a dive. I'm sorry. I got confused there. Uh, I think it's a dive, and I'll tell you why. Um, I agree with you on all the counting stats being lower. Uh, I could see the 10 stolen bases. Uh, this is a guy that has hit double-digit home runs in very nice environments. Uh, he's not a guy that tends to get to uh, a high 
He has a high average velocity, higher than major league average, around 89 miles per hour. Oh, but his 90th percentile has uh, is incredibly low. Um, but when he gets a hold of them, he does get the proper angle and and does that sort of thing. Um, but I think he's a guy that really kind of manages the uh, you know where the holes are and that sort of thing. Um, I think the average is higher. I think the on base uh, percentage is higher. Uh, the slugging by virtue will be higher because, of course, the average will be higher and stuff. Uh, but getting to 10 home runs is going to be pretty lofty for me. And getting to 503 at bats is going to be lofty for me. So I say dive. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, let's move on to uh, a, a East Asian import, Masataka Yoshida. Um, he's been, you know, certainly talked about player. We have him projected uh, 277 batting average, 358 on base. Uh, 431 slug with 13 homers, 62 ribbies, 59 runs scored, three stolen bases in 453 at bats. Uh, what's your thoughts on Yoshida uh, coming over? Man, this is like almost a perfect projection. Like it, it looks like the player that I saw uh, this year in the World Baseball Classic in the in, mm-hmm. in Red Sox spring training. Uh, I, I would even dare say, and we talked about it last week on the pod with uh, Jeff when he was uh, um, on there as a guest, um, Jeff Ponce from Baseball America. For those who haven't tuned in or tuned in yet, uh, I would tune into that. It's a really great conversation. I think he might be able to get to a few more home runs uh, just watching the angles off the bat. Um, yes, that's not what, you know, what the Red Sox uh, – Fans are kind of expecting, or fantasy owners are kind of expecting, but I could see him getting north of 15 home runs, closer to 20 home runs. If there's anything that might be, um, you know, might be off about this, but everything mm-hmm. else pretty much is dialed in. This is a guy that you know is such a very, such a very that makes no sense. Um, is such is very good at, um utilizing the field and utilizing where the ball is pitched um and just watching him watching his hands when he swings uh specifically um they're just so it's so easy the swing is so easy um so i'm i'm a thrive on him how about you i'm gonna take the other side on that i just think the you know um with all the Sometimes uh, challenges of the international players like that coming over. Uh, you know, I, I know that the hit tool and on base is kind of his his carrying thing, but still projecting 277, 358 uh, seems seems uh, heavy to me. Um, and so, you know, and, and if and if that goes down, some of those uh, counting stats may go down as well. Um, and I think, uh, you know, once, uh, you know, once Trevor story comes back, if Mondesi doesn't get hurt again, I mean, there just, there will be more, uh, kind of mouths to feed there. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't get to 453 at bat. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to say, uh, dive on this one. Um, not that I hate the player. I just think that, that perhaps that's, uh, I mean, those, those, uh, East Asian players uh, without any kind of uh, American professional or North American professional experience are tough to project, but I think that we're might be a little high on that one. It's it sounds like you don't hate the player, but you hate the game for 2023. Uh, That that could be fair. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's fine. Uh, Great. I don't know if that's a great segue, but um, uh, a guy that I've, kind of struggled with and I want to want to see where you're at. Tristan Cassis, the first baseman for the Red Sox. We got a projected line of 245, 341, 446 with 13 home runs, 56 RBIs, 57 runs, had four stolen bases and 416 at bats. Uh, uh what are your thoughts, Tristan Cassis, the river dive? Yeah, I think this is a I think this is a thrive, especially with uh, how well he's played in spring. And again, I think it could be that the four sixteen at bats are a little light. Um, 
And if that is the case and he gets up into the 450s, 475, uh, I think with that, with that pop uh, that he has there, you know, he, might, he could get to whatever, low 20s home runs, 60-something uh, ribbies and runs. Um, probably, the, probably the batting averages is fair. Uh, given, you know, that, that 245, given uh, what we know about, you know, guys making adjustments and, and trying to hit major league pitching. But I think, I think there's going to be more power there out of Cassis uh, this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with a thrive. How about you? Uh, I'm still a little, little off on the power. I, you know, I, I just, I, I don't believe the angles are there yet. I think they're to come, but I also think that the averages are um, the averages is, is about where it should be. Um, I think you can even see the on base percentage even being twenty percent higher. This this is a guy that uh, works counts, uh, does that sort of thing. I, I mean, I don't know, twenty percent higher, maybe maybe ten ten points higher. Twenty percent is an awful lot. Um, but like again i think i think you're right along the same lines that i am it's a thrive given the profile um and if he can get more angles and and you know this is a guy that can work that opposite field as well um you know he could he could become a hitter that that really takes advantage of the green monster um Mm -hmm. in his home games uh with the with left field being the way it is i think 18 home runs or right field being the way it is and I got to spend some time there uh, last year during a game uh, right next to the visiting pen. Um, I mean, it's, it's far away. Um, you don't mm-hmm. really realize it. Even, like you realize it analyzing baseball, but uh, when, when you're there it, and, and sat in bleachers and other stadiums, you're like, wow, this is really far away. It, it, you got to mm-hmm. poke it to get here. So I wonder if his home ballpark might, might take away from some home runs to get him over 20. But again, I think it's a thrive overall. Yeah. All right. Next player uh, go out to Colorado, Ezekiel Tovar. We have uh, the shortstop out there. Um, have him projected at 257, batting average 298 on base, 382 slug, 13 homers, 35 ribbies, 51 runs, 11 stolen bases, and 450 uh, at bats. Um, thrive or dive for Tovar. Oh, I don't think the bat's ready. I didn't think the bat was ready during the call-up last year. I still don't think the bat's ready. I think that um, they are uh, – this is the best shortstop in their organization defensively. Um, so, like, this guy's going to get his playing time. He's he he's slick out there. It's, it's a potentially plus-plus uh, um, mm-hmm. love. So – uh, like he's going to be out there. I guess people might feel like Coors Field might get him an advantage that that might get him out of the, um, you know, the two twenties, two thirties range with his batting average. Uh, but this guy is super aggressive. Uh, he does hit the ball pretty hard, but you know, I I don't see a guy that is a seven hundred OPS uh, combined type guy. Um, not that it's being projected here, but like it's close to 700 and I just don't see him getting over 650. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm a dive on this. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of back and forth myself, but I, I, uh, you know, looking into this a little before this, but looking into this a little deeper, I, I kind of agree. Um, and I think it, uh, I, I think that it's, uh, this is a pretty, uh, lofty projection, uh, for someone with, um, you know, not a ton of, uh, of high minors experience. Um, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's also, I mean, I guess you can say, I mean, it's all the, how the Rockies treat the rookies, uh, has always been frustrating for us as fantasy players because they seem to not commit and move them in and out, in and out, uh, more than they really need to. Um, but in this case, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's the glove that's kind of, uh, keeping him there. Um, and while there is some, you know, I think there is some kind of power speed skills there. Um, is he ready to kind of to do that uh, uh, right off the bat? Um, and I think with 450 at bats um, projected for him, and if he does, you know, hit 230, 
um, you know, will will that uh, will that affect his kind of playing time? So uh, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat in agreement, I think, on on Tovar um, as a as a dive candidate for us. All right, next guy, uh, very popular guy, Yankees <laughs> opening day shortstop Anthony Volpe. Uh, here's the line: two thirty nine, three ten, three ninety two. With 13 home runs, 44 RBI, 62 runs, and 27 stolen bases and 493 at bats. Uh, this is a funny one, uh, Brent, because um, mm-hmm. we've got great data in 2021 and we got awful data for most of 2022. And so far in spring training, um, he looked great. So, thrive or dive on this very complicated projection. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go thrive. Um, I feel like, uh, his hit tool is better than that 239 projected average. Um, I think that he, um, while there's, you know, while he does have some, some strikeout issues, uh, I think that that's, I just think that that, uh, that he's going to be able to hit more, uh, than 239. Uh, the batting average, and I think as he as he does, especially that, um, I think he has the, you know, I think he has the potential to also just get on base more and push those steals up over thirty. I, I do from from things that I've uh, observed and kind of taken in about him. I think that he is. Um, you know, even though he's going to New York and all the pressures there, I think he's going to be able to handle that. Um, I think he's going to be able to make adjustments. Uh, I, you know, we had him on, we had, uh, talked about him early on last year when, uh, he got off to such an awful start, uh, at double a, um, but then checked in on him later and, you know, he had just turned it around and made adjustment and, um, you know, ended up, uh, you know, with a couple, with a week or so up in Triple A, um, and I think the, the everything you hear out of the camp uh, alongside of his um, hitting ability and a able, you know ability to field and everything uh, has been positive. So I think that that's a guy that I think is going to thrive uh, beyond this projection. Um, and I think some of the some of the counting stats. I think he's he's probably going to start at the bottom of the lineup. I think he could move up there, and I think some of the counting stats um, could move beyond here. But I'm interested to hear uh, your thoughts on Volpe. Well, last year, I mean, there were some some issues that I think kind of plagued him uh, specifically. I think his launch angle was such an uppercut angle that um, really hurt him. Like he almost. Like, what was great about 2021 was the angles that he was hitting the ball at. Um, And I think he doubled down. And then all of a sudden, you're just hitting balls uh, softly. Uh, Usually with a uppercut trajectory, you're not necessarily getting the bat around. And I mean, that's what we kind of saw early in the year. Uh, I think this is a low projection. If there was one projection that I was like, um, is so kind of like off of what my eyes are telling me from spring training. It's mm-hmm. this one. Um, it's going to be a higher average. I think, I think he's going to be around 250. I think the on-base percentage is going to be around 330. Um, I think the slugging is going to actually be around 450. Um, I think this guy has, I think this is a 2020 profile right now. Um, 20 yeah. home runs, 20 stolen bases with the stolen bases probably being a lot more than what it is. Um, uh, I'm definitely a thrive on this. Um, I, I don't think uh, I don't know if I would have said that had he not been not he not been named the opening day shortstop. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I just uh, that's that's interesting because when I when I went out uh, on that and and you know we didn't discuss these ahead of time. I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Maybe Chris thinks I'm crazy out here, <laughs> but it's good to hear. Uh, good to hear that. I think I think that Volpe uh, is going to be able to uh, adjust quickly, and um, and yeah, I think going to going to be able to thrive, shall we say, for the Yankees for a while. 
Uh, next guy is definitely a different profile, Astoria Ruiz, um, out in our beloved Oakland, as we mentioned. Uh, <laughs> we haven't project we projected him for haven't projected for uh, 222 batting average, 278 on base, 304 uh, slug with four homers, 38 ribbies, 59 runs scored, 38 steals, and 410 at bats. Uh, thrive or dive on uh, Mr. Ruiz. Question, Brent, before I get to that. Did you ever <laughs> roster last year Jorge Mateo? Uh, yes, I did. I feel like people are drafting Ruiz as if they think it's going to be Jorge Mateo. Uh-huh. And I love this projection to the to a point. I love that the home runs are four and RBIs are 38. Um, I mean, this, this is a guy that, that, that does hit the ball hard sometimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he seemingly has been around for a bit. Um, just because uh, his prospect stat, you know, his prospect status, uh, you know, he started with the Padres last year. He ended up right. with the Brewers. Yeah. Now he's now he's with the um, Athletics. Um, but man, I just I I I don't think he will be getting uh, close to thirty eight stolen bases. I don't think he's going to be on base enough. And also, yeah. I don't think that the A's are going to run that much. Uh, you're assuming a lot of different things with this. I think that the the batting average slash is about right. I think there might be more home runs in the profile. But I just don't see what's driving his value, which is the stolen bases, um, uh, really, really going to be there. And I understand he stole so many bases last year in the yeah. minor leagues. But, like, I think... I mean, this is the athletics we're talking about. They don't steal bases. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't have a problem with the stolen base numbers, uh, other than on their own. Other than, you know, are they, are they going to play him in 410 at bats if he's hitting 222? Um, I think they are, may, Brent, because I think maybe they're they, so bad. And maybe they are because that's that's what they have. Uh, I so. You know, the thing that sort of sort of stands out to me is like that fifty nine run scored. Is that uh, you know are they gonna are they gonna score that many runs? <laughs> he has fifty nine <laughs> runs scored. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure how to categorize it as thrive or dive. I don't I I don't have super confidence that he's going to be a great hitter, um, but I do think that I I do think actually that one he gets on uh he'll run they're gonna they're gonna let him go because i think i you know i think that they would recognize that that's a skill that he has and uh if 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 and when he gets on to to let him run um but i i i wonder you know i wonder about basically yeah that 222 average this is a ninth uh, hole yeah, this is not even a, a you know. I guess people are assuming he might bat lead off. Uh, I yeah. don't see it. I mean, he had a decent spring training, but it seemed like every hitter in Arizona had at least a decent spring training. So yeah, uh, yeah. he was the three eighteen, four fifteen, four fifty five, eight seventy OPS. Like I get, you know, he had mm-hmm. a good spring training, but like I just don't. It's not there for me. I, you know, I think that this projection. Um, I I just don't see that many stolen bases, even with the at bats, because he's yeah. and, and the runs. You you pointed that out. That was great. Um, yeah, yeah, great observation. So dive on Mr. Ruiz. Um, yeah, our first catcher, Logan Ohapi or Ohap. Yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, two thirty three, three twenty two, four nineteen. With 14 home runs, 38 RBIs, 35 runs, four stolen bases, and only 271 at bats. Um, yeah. well, between the time I set this up, Brent, and now, uh, Max yes. Stacy has gone on the injured list, uh, yep. and that's who he was splitting time with, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, thrive or dive here? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a complicated one because you said that um, I. His his at bats certainly are going to go up uh, 
you know, when, when, uh, by tomorrow, <laughs> when we adjust those in the site for him making the team, this, uh, this, I think is kind of assuming, uh, you know, a partial season in the minors, uh, and getting called up. Uh, that said, I think, uh, the one thing that I'm not sure about that I question is, uh, in this 271 at bats, uh, we have them down for 14 home runs. Um, that seems high for me. Um, mm -hmm. the, the rate wise. Um, yeah. so I, in that sense, when you're kind of, when you're looking in fantasy for catcher, a catcher like this and, uh, power is kind of often the carrying tool. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, categorize this in general as a dive because I think he's going to underperform sort of that rate of home runs. I think, I think there's a, you know, on the flip side, I think there's a chance that he uh, hits for a little better average. Um, but, but, you know, as I do too, that, you know, rookie catchers like that are just, uh, there's a lot of adjustments and they're, they're just, um, yeah, it's almost, it's almost more likely that they, that they struggle, uh, with some aspect of, of hitting, uh, because of all the, all the other responsibilities. Um, so I like, I, you know, I've watched Ohapi a bunch and like him kind of, uh, longer term. It's fun to see. It's neat to see him kind of, uh, continue to improve and, and sort of be the angels kind of catcher of the future. Um, but I think right now this sort of what comes out here as a power profile uh, is kind of overshooting what mm -hmm. is likely to happen this year. So uh, I guess that uh, categorizes it as a dive. I do too. It's also a catcher. I mean, that's yeah. Right. I'm going to almost say dive on every catcher. <laughs> that's your that's your default. That's my default. All right. I think you would be. You would be right more than you're wrong, I would think. I know. That's really lazy of me, but, you know, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Adley was a thrive for us last year. And, um, you know, looking at projections, I, I think that's like the best catcher that we've, we're going to have for a long time. In, the, um, in his rookie season, yeah. In his rookie Very season. True. Like, it, yeah. it's just not, it's not on the in the cards for a catcher to thrive a projection because of all the things that they have to put up with um yeah um, in their game the little nicks they get all that stuff so yeah very true all right uh last hitter on the board here before we get cut to a couple pitchers is oscar colas uh outfielder of the white Sox. we haven't projected um at 253 with a 286 on base 439 slug 25 homers, 49 ribbies, 58 runs, two stolen bases, and 487 at-bats. Um, it does look like he has won an outfield job there in Chicago. But that's a pretty interesting line uh, on Mr. Colas. Uh, what do you say there, Chris? That line, that line is a dive. And <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh in spring training, he hit 270 and uh, on base percentage was 281. Um, uh, <laughs> it, it, like that was the player I saw last year. Um, mm -hmm. Pitchers were intimidated to face him, so but any any guy that challenged him and stayed close to the zone, um, there was ways to get him out. And I think major league uh, major league pitchers will take advantage of that chase rate that he does have. Um, yeah. Uh, getting to 25 home runs is going to be hard for me, uh, especially with 487 at-bats. I, I just don't see him lasting uh, a whole season. I see this as a guy that struggled, that might get, you know, have a week or two good and then struggle, get sent down, work on things in AAA or even in AA, come back mm -hmm. In August, I, I just don't see 487 at bats either. So, like, yeah. 25 home runs is kind of kind of pushing it. Everything else is kind of pushing it. So, dive. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, just his just uh, just his plate skills. Uh, you know, kind of a seven percent walk rate and a uh, contact rate in the high minors. Uh, you know, in the uh, what averages out to what 70 percent or something like that. Uh, you know, in that, I think will 
um, give you an idea. And as you said, you know, that kind of that we saw that in spring training, too. Uh, I think that, you know, that there's a looks certainly like for that. And as you said, in watching him, that there are holes there to exploit. And mm -hmm. uh, that's a, that's a, like, I would agree, a pretty easy dive uh, for Cole Loss. Yeah, so my last three guys were dives. I don't know if I did that on purpose or not, but uh, I did for the hitters. We're on to the pitchers now. Uh, <laughs> first first one up, Astros. Uh, and dealing with a little bit of an injury, it sounds like he's going to be fine for opening day. It will be in the Astros rotation, not as their opening day starter. But Hunter Brown, the right-hander, 9-6 and six win loss, 145 innings, 341 ERA. 1.23 whip and 138 strikeouts. Thrive or dive, Brent? Uh, this is a pretty easy dive for me. I mean, his uh, minor league history says that he's going to struggle with his control um, a lot more than what he showed in his, um, you know, in, in his 20 innings uh, at the majors. And so I, and and if that's the case, I think he's going to get. I think the you know his whip certainly is going to be higher. Uh, his ERA is going to be higher, um, and I don't see him uh, getting to 145 innings. Um, you know for sure. I think it's. I think his ERA is north of four. His whip's more in the one three three to one three five range. Um, so uh, I. You know, I think there's, I think there's some interesting skill there, um, but I'm not ready to. Um, yeah, I think it's an, a pretty easy dive for me, uh, especially given those things pitched. I think he gets there actually. Um, um, okay, I do. I, I think he gets 145 innings pitch. I think he. Um, I think that there's so many weird question marks in the Astros uh, rotation that if he he simply just has to stay healthy. Uh, to get the reps. Uh, and, of course, that's hard for a pitcher to do. Uh, it, we saw a real growth um, change in him after July 1st last year. Um, kind of, we'll kind of put it all together, uh, what we've been waiting for. Uh, to realize that his fastball didn't need to be nibbled. It, it, it You just do what Tyler Glass now does. You set up a um, target and a middle of the plate and let the fastball do its thing. Uh, and that's kind of what Brown was doing in the second half. The fastball is elite. It might be, it has the possibility of being one of the best moving fastball movement profiles in the major leagues right now. Uh, the secondaries, the, there's not a plus pitch there. Um, and I think a lot of that will depend on whether he can keep uh, uh, left-handed hitters off of that fastball. The changeup is, is his least pitch. Uh, but overall, I think it's a fairly decent profile. So we're going to differ here. I'm going to say thrive. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fine too. Um, next up is uh, Cody Senga. Have him projected at uh, 12 wins, uh, 131 innings pitched, 357 ERA, 126 WHIP, and 146 strikeouts. Uh, what say you about Senga? Yeah, so Senga is uh, the Mets, um, I guess, number three starter to start the season. Um, mm -hmm. This is a kid that, or I shouldn't say kid because he's 30 years old, uh, who threw 148 innings in Japan. Uh, things run a little differently there. They play, they basically pitch once a week. Uh, and here he's going to enter a five-man rotation. I think the Mets had planned on trying to do a six-man rotation before uh, – Jose Quintero, Quintana um, went down with his injury. Um, so um, I think the 131 innings is a little low, um, but I think that it's not too low. Um, uh, I saw a guy that's probably going to have a close to 1.30 whip, maybe a little bit higher, and it's going to get a lot of strikeouts. I think the ERA is about where it is. I think the win-loss is about where it is. I think that this is a... Um, he he's not going to thrive much more than this projection, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of where I came out. Also, um, I wasn't sure uh, too much about him at first. I saw a couple of the 
parts of his spring outings. Uh, I think I think this is about right that the that the K's are are going to be you know are going to be a good at a good rate, um, and the innings are probably about right. So I think that's uh, you know I think that's a thrive, and I think I think the ERA and WHIP is kind of within uh, reasonable expectations. Um, certainly, uh, winds are always tough, but, uh, but in, but in New York, you know, decent pitchers park with obviously a great offense behind them. Uh, I think that double digit wins is, is certainly possible too. So I would agree there on the thrive. Awesome. Next guy, Hayden Westneski, uh, for the Cubs, uh, seven and seven record, 123 innings, a 3.80 ERA, a 1.16 WHIP, and 101 strikeouts. Thrive or dive? Uh, this is thrive for me. Um, I have been kind of uh, riding the Wisniewski hype uh, this spring. Um, I think what's most curious to me is that 123 innings pitched. Um, he threw 142 last year. Um, in the, you know, it combined, um, he's starting certainly as their fifth starter. So I think he's going to, um, you know, can easily repeat that 140, 150, maybe even get up to 160 range. Um, his stuff just moves and so far he's been able to control it. And I think, um, I think that that's going to lead to, at least that good of a ERA and whip. And, uh, and I think he's gonna, you know, he may not be over a strikeout and inning guy, but I think, um, I think with the baking in kind of the added innings, um, his K's are going to get higher too. And of course that's a category for most of us, um, in fantasy. So, uh, yeah, Hayden was nasty for me as a thrive. I would, uh, I would tend to agree. Um, the guy throws, uh, five pitches at a high rate, you know, four seam, two seam, cutter, slider, and change up. Um, I like how he mixes his fastballs with each other, and that includes the cutter as well. Um, mm-hmm. He does a really good job of, of creating different angles out of his out of his slot, um, and by doing that with the pitches, you know, moving, you know, one moving the two seam way, one moving the four seam way, one moving the cut way. Um, yeah. It really plays up the entire uh, entire package, and that that slider is pretty wicked. Um, yeah, uh, that sweeper um, it gets about eighteen uh, inches of uh, movement, which is pretty significant. Um, so yeah. definitely thrive. I think that you. I think you hit everything on that innings pitch. Uh, is a, looks a little low, and I think the strikeouts are are low. I think that the ERA and WHIP are about where it is, and the WHIP could tick up. Just because yeah. of uh, how much his stuff moves. Yeah. All right. Final guy is uh, Grayson Rodriguez. We have him projected uh, eight and seven, eight wins, seven loss, 123 innings pitched, 359 ERA, 117 whip, 133 Ks. Um, this uh, projection, of course, I mean, just today on Monday. Uh, Orioles announced that Rodriguez uh, is going to start in Triple A, um, so that may adjust uh, may adjust this on the site um, over the next few days. Um, but what's your sense that you know certainly high upside, uh, big pedigree guy has struggled a lot uh, in in spring in uh, that short sample. Um, does that factor into your decision here about thrive or die for uh, Rodriguez? I think he, I think he meets this projection. Maybe not on the innings pitch, uh, but the rate of strikeouts compared to the innings pitch, the ERA and the WHIP uh, just seem seem right in line. Um, and I still, I believe the Orioles are going to have a really competitive team this year. Whether whether it's competing for a um, slot in the playoffs is one is a question. I don't know if I can put certainty on, but I think that they're going to. Um, they're going to surprise people again. I think they're going to surprise people the way that they hang in and for how long they'll hang in this year. Uh, yeah. So I, I like this. I think that they're taking their um, they're they're milking a bit, trying to make sure that Rodriguez is uh, able to pitch 
throughout the season, whether it's in the minor leagues or major leagues after the injury season last year. Yeah. So yeah. thrive. Yeah, I, I'm a, that's, I'm the same way. I've seen too much of Rodriguez uh, mow through minor league hitters um, and really be able to command everything that was so unlike, uh, for whatever reason, what he was what he uh, produced this spring. That I think uh, you know he's going to go down, uh, find you know find his command again. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll bring him up, uh, and I think he'll. Uh, get close to get close to this projection, I think. So uh, I'm not that worried about Rodriguez long term. I think it's a thrive for sure. I think you hit on the important parts. Uh, the you know the, he'll be a really good per inning kind of strikeout pitcher. Um, and I think those uh, those uh, decimals, the ERA and WHIP, are certainly within the realm of possibility uh, for this season. Well. Um, I'm going to ask one question. You're just going to name the name. Uh, I'm going to name the name. Uh, One unlisted name who you think has a shot for a big MLB season. Uh, I'm going to go with Brett Beatty. We've talked about him a lot uh, for the Mets. I think he probably perfect world should have won that third base job for the Mets. Uh, I think that uh, at some point they'll bring him up and he'll supplant uh, Escobar. And uh, what I've seen, uh, from him gives me confidence that he'll be able to uh, hit the ground running pretty well and make adjustments. Uh, what about you? Sal Freilich, uh, center fielder for the Brewers. I think uh, uh, Garrett Mitchell's days are numbered as the starting shortstop or starting center fielder for the Brewers. I know that uh, I think he, I think he's been named now. I'm not sure. I saw Bryce Terang made the, made the roster as well. Uh, but I just think Freilich's a better player. Uh, and we'll get stolen bases. We'll do everything that people want that, that people are buying Mitchell to get. Uh, but I think he's going to do it with such a cleaner average and on base percentage. So mm-hmm. uh, he's my dude for that. Um, yeah, he he certainly has had a good has had a good spring for sure. That's well, Brent, we made it. Uh, episode 49 is now in the books. Uh, thank yeah. you all for joining us on this week's Eyes Have It podcast. I will be solo hosting our next episode with a possible guest joining me. I haven't decided. I have guests for other episodes, but I kind of left this one blank. Uh, I, I have, it will probably end up being like a preview, Brent, um, of the season uh, at the different levels. So uh, it, it should be a very interesting uh, episode. I just haven't found the guest that really matches that. So um, anyway, we'd love to hear from you. You can ask us questions at the eyes have it at baseballhq.com or reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at C underscore blessing. Brent's at Brent HQ. First time listening to the eyes have it podcast. Click subscribe to get to our future episodes. Please rank us, spread the word about us too. Um, may everyone have a great week. Brent, I hope you uh, have good fortunes uh, Thank you. on opening day with all of your rosters and hopefully uh, hopefully a healthy season for your rosters that are not competing against me in any leagues, right? <laughs> that is correct. And uh, same for you. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you. Have a great one, guys.